fans, and welcome back to your one and only Iron Man fan podcast with me, your host, Andrew. Uh, welcome back, welcome back. Uh, I have a good show for you today. What we're going to be doing is uh, I'm going to finally get to reviewing the long way to 28th issue of The Invincible Iron Man. I know it's been out for a while and... <laughs> Uh, issue 29 is going to come out soon but i've just been so busy as you can see unfortunately the podcast isn't staying on the same week you know weekday schedule as it used to be but i'm i'm trying to get back to doing a weekly show so we're going to be mainly concentrating on the invincible iron man 28 reviewing that issue and then at the end we're going to be talking about a certain leaked comic-con trailer that's not iron man but has uh, has ties to it so we'll leave that in, until the end so let's get straight into uh the uh, the comic book all right so if you are following the uh, the invincible iron man uh series which is uh kind of the main series in iron man uh comic books right now you know it's uh, it's it's the one that carries on the main canon story uh recently you know in the last uh, i believe what was it uh, three or four issues it's it's been very slow. We came off a very, uh, very eventful, very action-packed, some say controversial run. You know, Tony, Tony was on the run from uh, Norman Osborn, uh, Iron Patriot, and you know he was on the run. He was, he was losing his memory as well. Slowly, he was degrading. Uh, so he was switching suits, and that was really great to see. It seemed like so long ago, uh, don't you think that? We were reading that. It really does seem so long ago for me. And uh, now, after that, uh, it kind of... Uh, Mr. Fraction, of course, is writing now, and the, many fans have have been complaining about the fact that um, it's, uh, it's, it's become a bit slow. And it seems like, you know, we're playing an old record again and again every single time an issue comes out. You know, some fans are saying, this is really bad, this is horrible, there's no action, you know, it's, it's really not very good. And then, uh, you know, uh, the other fans will say, well, just wait, it's building up, it's building up uh, uh, suspense and that kind of stuff. Well, um... Right now we are, I believe it's, uh, how many, it's, um, I'm losing count, my brain really isn't working very well today. I think we're, this is the fourth issue, yes, this is the fourth issue through the, uh, the actual uh, series run, through the, uh, the sixth issue arc, I believe it's going to be, and... Well, let's uh, let's 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 just uh, let's just start analysing it. So, uh, as always, I'm going to uh, do a quick synopsis of the comic book, uh, just so you remember what we're talking about, and then I'm going to be reviewing things such as uh, story, artwork, that kind of stuff. So, uh, this this uh, this starts off, of course, last issue. Uh, Tony and War Machine, Rhodey, flew off to Japan to seemingly take on. The uh, the uh, Detroit Steel and uh, of course the uh, final page, which is of course always the um, the cover for the next issue, has led us to believe that Tony was going to be in battle. As you know, you see Iron Man with loads of holes through him, and uh, uh, Detroit Steel standing behind him with uh, his uh, uh, chain gun uh, smoking, so to indicate that they have been in a fight or fighting on the same side. I don't really know how to how to take this cover. But uh, this issue starts off with um, 
hill standing in the middle of the uh, of the Avengers Tower in New York and uh, patrolling kind of the big world map. Then she sees something happening in Tokyo. Uh, she goes and tells her IT team uh, all that kind of stuff. Then they see they see the uh, uh, the uh, two Hammer uh, women, girls, whatever you want to call them, with Detroit Steel on the news. Uh, then it cuts to Tony and Rhodey flying into um, into Tokyo. They have a uh, quite tense conversation with uh, with Hammer, uh, very kind of aggressive that kind of thing. Then Hammer's uh, granddaughter takes Tony to uh, some kind of ambulance and tells and shows him that uh, uh, you know again uh, the bad guys have been using his his equipment and you know they have the Stark logo on on their clothes and that kind of thing then of course it cuts to Tony's uh, kind of guess new head temporary headquarters as it reads here and there are a bunch of people uh, being interviewed uh, waiting for an interview and they're being uh, they're waiting for Tony to show up then it cuts to Tony and uh, and Rhodey joining Hill they have another strong worded conversation about uh, you know Tony doing things then then uh, hill has a flashback of her and tony doing an intimate act when tony asks there about something cuts to that um uh, uh, another conversation <laughs> you can see this this i can really definitely tell why some people are uh, disappointed in these issues then then you see tony finally arrive back at the headquarters he's uh, you see backstories of certain individuals that are waiting to 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 be interviewed, you see their past, you know, that they're good people, that kind of thing, and Tony interviews each one of them in turn, um, then, uh, and then they're watching, you can see Tony watching, uh, on, uh, online, a video of, uh, of, I don't really know even what, but he's, you know, he can say that he's identified one of the, uh, the Hammer women there as part of, uh, as the culprit, and then, of course, the, the very last four panels is, uh, Pepper waking up with the uh, RT in her chest, and this of course leads us to the next issue page, which is uh, Rescue I and Iron Man, and if you notice War Machine to the left, and he's looking at them, and this leads us to believe that you know they're going to be fighting together again, and that's the end of the issue. <laughs> I don't know if I should apologise for the lack of descriptiveness or enthusiasm or that kind of thing, because. Wow, it's 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 kind of hard to still be a fan of this issue. At least for me, um, recently I've been you know I've been expanding my comic book love. I've been reading many other issues. I started reading classic Avengers, which you know I never got around to because you know they were written about forty years before I was born. So uh, you know I read in order to get ready for the movie, even though the movie's two two years away. But I want to be prepared, you know. And I've been reading things. I've I've been reading DC, which I don't know. <laughs> some people may turn off uh, turn off the podcast uh, just for that. But I have been reading. Uh, Batman the uh, widening Gaia by Kevin Smith I'm a big Kevin Smith fan and it's it's been phenomenal so I mean it's and you know I'm doing this podcast out of sh- the sheer love the sheer love for Tony sheer love for Shellhead uh, for the character for the franchise and uh, you know these last couple of issues it's been really hard to uh, keep keep that interest in because it really doesn't feel like Iron Man it doesn't feel like my Iron Man it doesn't feel like 
you know, the uh, the cocky entrepreneur, uh, industrial uh, playboy, you know, who, who does things his own way and he has moral um, implications and that kind of stuff. It doesn't really feel like classic Iron Man or not even classic Iron Man, you know. Iron Man from a couple of years back. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of this issue. Just just a personal opinion. It's just, I mean, I had, I had this issue lying after I got back from holiday for about a week. It was packaged up. Uh, in, in, in the fantastic package uh, I ordered from Mega City, I would recommend them to all UK uh, comic book fans. They do a very good job to ensure that you have the best quality issues, your issues are in the best quality, you know, that kind of stuff. So I had it and I opened it up and you really just, it kills your enthusiasm. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying Iron Man War and for that extent Iron Man Legacy so much more, even though Iron Man Legacy has, you know, I've read the the last issue, which again, I'll probably have to get to in the next episode, I've read that issue, and it's, uh, but we'll, anyway, we'll get we'll get to my thoughts on Iron Man Legacy a bit later on, but, um, so, you know, people keep reading these issues, and they keep on hoping for something more from, from the Invincible Iron Man, and recently, I, I don't know what, uh, and the cover itself is the perfect example of false marketing, false advertising, I don't really know what to call it. If you think about it, you know, um, people keep on saying next next issue is going to be the one because basically on the cover, you know, last time before that it was Tony and War Machine I was, and people were like, that's cool, that looks really good, yes, action. This time, Tony, uh, Iron Man with loads of bullet holes, Detroit Steel behind him, you know, Gatling gun smoking, that kind of thing. It's Jets Battle. That didn't happen. That did not happen on the cover. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but shouldn't comic book covers be a preview or of or you know a piece of what's going to happen in the issue, not a look. Here's a here's a cool looking picture, and you know just buy the comic based on that. So it's you know this issue is just being dull. I mean, yeah, we had Rhodey and Tony, and they they confronted or well, they met Detroit Steel and Hammer Woman. They didn't do anything. Tony, you know, tried to shake Detroit Steel's hand, you know, that kind of stuff. So it really wasn't, um, there was absolutely no action whatsoever at all. And uh, just just, just uh, looking through the, the, I mean, I'm not even going to bother giving, uh, you know, I usually give a rating or a score to certain parts of the comic book. I really don't want to because, you know, it's, what do, what do you think the rating's going to be, really? But make the choice yourself. Um, so it's, um, and, you know, again, the artwork, it's, it's you know, it's all right. But, I mean, I'm just not a fan of the way, you know, sometimes the, Sometimes their mouths don't look right, I guess. I mean, I'm being very negative here, and I, I apologize for that, but that's just my personal opinion. You know, I love Iron Man, I, and I just don't think he's being as good as he can possibly be, you know. And, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe people are saying, well, why don't you try to write uh, a better comic book? Well, if I got given a chance, I, I'm sure I'll, uh, I will try, but, uh, you know, who am I to write comic books? But uh, I'm just some guy on the internet. And, um, but... Yeah, I mean that—that's all you can really say. Uh, you know, bits, bits here and there. The bit that got me is um, second page of the actual comic book when uh, Hill comes into uh, to the the tech guys' room and uh, one one of the guys goes uh, Tokyo director Hill and uh, she goes Walsh. You think I came here to your nerd hole because I want to trade Pokemans? And that just got me. I mean, for starters, I mean. Comic book fans are widely regarded as geeks, nerds, whatever you want to call us. You know, we love Comic Con, that kind of thing. 
anyone who's a comic book fan either has heard of Pokemon or has been a fan, and I'm both. I was a huge fan when I was younger, when I was little, and I think most people have. So if you are a part of that kind of nerd subculture, I guess if that's what you want to call it, the comic book fans, you are aware of Pokemon, and I guess you have uh, at least you have a level of awareness, and I don't want to say a level of respect, but you know you are aware of of Pokemon and how popular it's been, and it's kind of like it seems like you know they they're they're just fractions kind of making us you know just just questioning us, mocking us, you know, making us look stupid. Pokemon for starters, I don't think Hill would actually talk like that at all. And she comes in there to trade Pokemans. Uh, I mean, uh, going back, I mean, I've never been, you know, Pokemon cards aren't really as popular as they have been. And I think they've been very popular for the last 10 years. So it's just kind of like, it sounds like something an old guy would say, you know, some old old S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who who's really battle-hardened and that kind of thing. And she, she she's a young woman, so that doesn't really, uh, I, I really felt that as a bit of a, an insult. And then uh, when... Uh, uh, towards the end, uh, when uh, Tony is uh, on the computer and um, he's uh, he's on the computer, and uh, I think it's Rhodey uh, it's, uh, who's who's talking to him. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's I think it's Rhodey and he uh, and he's watching something on the computer, and uh, Rhodey asks him, "Is this the one where the cat plays the keyboard?" Which, of course. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with the internet, that's uh, music, uh, Keyboard Cat, the uh, legendary meme from uh, from long ago, where the cat plays a keyboard every time something fails. And that's like Fraction kind of getting back to us, but again, you know, it, it kind of seems like you know, I don't re- I don't really know because you know we're comic book geeks, we we're with it, I guess we're with, but not not all people are. I think more classic Iron Man fans, they you know they have they actually have a a, a more Standard. I don't. You have to pick your words carefully here. Are more, you know, families and kids and that kind of thing. But they just read a comic book because that's what they did when they were younger. But I'm sure a lot of younger fans and or younger fans my age, you know, late teenagers, uh, 18, 20 year olds, that kind of thing. And you know, these. That's what these books are aimed at. Maybe even younger. You know, they they know the internet culture. They know the the Numa Numa kid and the Star Wars kid and the Chocolate Rain and that kind of thing. So it's it's you really don't know what you know what he's trying to do here. So um, I'd like to move on now because really you know don't really want to keep on talking about a negative thing for for a long time. So. Uh, that's that, that's all I'm going to talk about this issue. I'm I'm scared of saying. Hopefully next time it's going to be better. I mean, so many things are building up. The end kind of looked more bright. You know, they want to build a scar, and they have six weeks to do something. It will take a couple of years to do. So that's interesting. And Pepper's getting a chest, an RT in her chest. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, and we'll wait until next issue to get into that. In the meantime, getting to some. Um, more interesting uh, news, at least for me. As if you listen to the last show, you know that um, the Comic-Con, I covered Comic-Con, well, as well as I could without actually being there in San Diego from the UK. And we talked about Comic-Con and that kind of stuff, and it was very interesting. It was great to see the Avengers cast together. It was great to see Marvel movies come together. And uh, after I did that, I think a day or two after I did the show, um, a trailer popped online. A 
I don't want to say, you know, a great quality trader. It wasn't high definition, but it wasn't cam. You know, it wasn't like a handheld c uh, camera. It was, uh, it was definitely, you know, it was taken from the film. It just wasn't, it was, it was YouTube quality. That's, I guess that's the only way we can describe it. And this was a trailer for the uh, Thor movie. This, this was, this was the uh, Comic-Con trailer. Uh, it lasted about um, just under six minutes, I think. And, and this, this was the Comic-Con trailer. And I don't really know how it leaked. Uh, I don't think Marvel put this out on purpose. I really don't. But, um. It uh, it had shown up online, and uh, if 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 you let me, I would uh, just like to talk a little bit about the trailer because, of course, you know Marvel's making this uh, this universe and it's 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 interconnected. And uh, even though Thor is is a different comic, but you know we have been getting news that Thor and Iron Man are going to be doing you know getting this kind of. Um, tag team working for a couple of limited runs so that's all going to be interesting so this is kind of a bonus where I talk about the Thor trailer uh, so it starts off uh, from the this is your typical trailer you know panning to a black shot then uh, another shot panning to black another shot so it's, it's 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 very typical but it works you know it works they keep on doing it if it didn't work they wouldn't do it in trailers so uh, you know and it starts off and you see um uh, Agent Colson talking, you don't see him, but you see an outline of Thor sitting on a chair, and then it cuts to him uh, beating, beating the, um, uh, pushing the medical staff away from him while he's laying in a, in a bed, in kind of like the medical blue clothes, which kind of reminds me of the Avatar scene, really does look like it in the trailer as well, you know, when he tears into the Navi, and he starts pushing people away from him, trying to escape, that kind of thing, but then, but then, uh, you know, it's uh, Agent Coulson's talking to him. You know, he's saying, "Where are you from? You have this immense training, all that kind of stuff." Uh, and the thing is, it, you know, when people think of Thor, they think of old, they think of Hercules and that kind of thing. I, I guess if you're not familiar with Thor, like I wasn't very familiar with Thor uh, up until recently when I started reading some of the some of the issues. And this trailer, this, this looks like Iron Man. And it's great to me. It looks like the Iron Man trailer. It's you know Marvel has this continuity, and it's amazing because John Favreau and um, Branner uh, they're completely different directors in terms of backgrounds. Branner's British. Uh, he's associated more with Shakespeare and that kind of thing. Uh, it's I mean uh, I remember studying school Shakespeare and they played they kept on playing playing us his version of Shakespeare where he actually. Um, played Shakespeare and directed it, so, you know, he's very, and people keep on saying that's, you know, Thor is very mythic, it's very literary, you know, it's, it's more like literature, so I think it will work, so people kept on saying they think it will work better uh, for, for Brandon to direct it, but the thing is, you know, so far from this trailer, I mean, maybe it's the editing, but just the feel of it, it looks, it looks the same as, you know, continuity-wise, it looks very much like Iron Man. It doesn't look Shakespeare or anything like that. It looks like a modern action movie, which I guess is great. You know, it's it's great seeing the continuity. And then of course we see Agent Coulson talking to uh, talking to Thor. Uh, uh, you know, where are you from? That kind of thing. And again, great that they're having Agent Coulson. I wonder if he's going to be in all the movies except, of course, Hulk. You know, just to keep the continuity going, which is uh, again that's great. So then, you know, we see uh, we see him talking that kind of thing. Then we get, you know, I get a, a bunch of action shots, and then of course it cuts to Asgard itself, which I guess that's where it gets uh, a bit more mythic in terms of uh, 
in terms of you know more what, what people thought Thor was going to be, and of course that again looks great. We see Odin, we see Loki, excuse me, we see all, all you know all, all of those main characters, and it looks you know very kind of Lord of the Rings ish, yeah, which is great. But I mean, but from the trailer, it's great seeing the contrast between you know this kind of mythical uh, fantasy place and the real world. Uh, so I think the trailer so far, what we've seen, it seems to pull that off very well. So, you know, we, we see uh, establishing shots that tell the fans what's going on, you know, uh, Thor's being cast out by o Odin, that kind of things. We see Loki in the background and then he lands on Earth. Uh, Natalie Portman, of course, is playing, I don't remember the, the, the character's name, excuse me, but uh, uh, she, I guess she's playing Thor's love interest. And, I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so it's great to see her in another big budget sci-fi movie like that i think she she works very well um like that but uh, but you know overall you know very good trailer you know raises my hopes up for i mean i've really had hopes up for for the marvel movies but you know it, it solidifies my hopes i guess uh, from what we've seen in the trailer and then of course in the very end we get we get a throwback to to the man himself to stark you know colson pulls out of the car in the desert and there there's this big giant kind of mech i don't really know its name and uh, the guy asks him is this one of starks and he goes no you know that guy doesn't tell me anything and uh, you know it's it's great that they're doing a throwback you know this this isn't of course going to be the the teaser trailer because this is nearly you know it's it's about five minutes long and teaser trailers it's nearly six minutes long and teaser trailers are never never that long they're usually three four minutes max uh, so this is definitely aimed at the comic comic con fans. So it's I think it's great that they put put that in, and even though they've been saying that uh, Tony isn't going to be in Captain America or Thor, I think I mean I think they just I think he will in some form. He's already you know they're already referencing him. So I think they'll reference him. Uh, I think we'll see a bit of Iron Man in both because seeing this you know Thor, I mean I think we'll see maybe news coverage of the Stark Expo, that kind of thing, because they're all happening at the same time-ish. Um, we'll see news coverage of the Stark Expo, maybe. We'll see the Monaco, maybe, in one of those movies. So I definitely think we will see uh, some continuity between Iron Man and Thor, and I'm willing I'm willing to, to bet. Uh, what do I bet? I don't really know. But uh, I'm definitely willing to bet on it. So um, it's a great trailer. I'll definitely just Google Thor Comic-Con trailer, Really, really good. Really good stuff. And on that note, I think I'll wrap up the show. Um, before I wrap up, I did get an email uh, from uh, Tim in the USA uh, saying that he's a fan of the show and that you know that he enjoys what I do. So I thank, thank you very much. I love getting emails from you guys just, you know, telling me that, uh, you know, you're... You're listening, but I'm not talking to myself. So thank you very much for that. Please keep on sending your emails. You know, if you want to be on the show, please email me. I'd love to talk to you on the show sometime. So uh, thank you very much, Tim. Thank you very much for sending me your feedback. Thank you very much for all of you who have sent me feedback over 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 the time. Um, Tim, of course, you know, if you want to be on the show, please uh, hop on. Uh, but uh, you know, before I go, next week, I think we're going to be looking at Legacy and Noir or just one of them i'll see i'll see how how i want to do it but you know i'll definitely catch up on things that are going on and by that time of course we're probably going going to get issue 29 and all of that kind of stuff so on that note thank you very much for listening to the iron man fan podcast and i'll see you guys next week